Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's now time to enter the Sports Zone with your host, Bob Kemp. But to start the game with, with a 44-pointer, yeah. how, how much of that played into what happened the rest it of the game? It was pretty much the whole game, uh, 81 points in the first half, <clears throat> deflating to just see them score like that and, you know, running down the floor, getting easy buckets. That falls on my shoulders, not having us ready to play at the highest level in the biggest game of the year. Land different pitches for strikes in different areas at different speeds. Mix it up. Right there with a fastball, Brandon fought. Strikes out the side in his Mother's Day start. And he got Wade, Estrada, and Conforto. This young man has had two sketchy outings to start his career. Very high expectations, but boy, what a spectacular start. Three up, three down, all strikeouts. Outscored 33 to 10. Tatum fires away, pumps it in. 51 for Jason Tatum. If it's not a championship team, this ownership group has historically been willing to sort of pay whatever it takes yeah. to field a championship team. Does what you guys did this year, does it make a convincing argument to keep this all together? Or? Um, I think that's it's probably too raw right now for me to, to think about. Um, the one thing I will say is that, uh, you know, Draymond, Clay, Steph, our, our core guys, they've got plenty left to offer still fresh but how do you view bigger picture the future the decisions that need to be made this summer i think obviously you know start at the top and <clears throat> working down in terms of you know trying to put together the best team possible next year three of ten they just keep coming they do Morant with a triple good so this is what's scary a pitch swing and a miss strike three he got him Dodgers win the ball game 4 to nothing. Dodgers sweep the Padres 3-0 in this series. A rough road trip for the Friars as they take one game in Minnesota, but they've dropped their last five in a row. Dial 602-260-1060. That's 602-260-1060. Or tweet the show at KDUSAM1060. And now, here's your sports own guide, Bob Kemp, on KDUSAM1060. And welcome to the Monday, May 15th edition of the Sports Zone. Not just the news and scores, the news and scores with analysis. In today's sports zone, right here on KDUS AM 1060 and Cast Lux HD 2 100.7, the Suns, should they have fired Monty Williams, and should James Jones have also been sent packing? The Diamondbacks, should they be encouraged after Brandon Fott's Sunday start? The Celtics, what should we take away from the series victory over the Sixers? The Warriors, should they regroup or reload? John Morant, what should the NBA do with him? The Padres, what's wrong? And what caught your eye since our last show? Here's today's schedule lineup on the show, which is the most informative sports talk Monday through Friday. In moments, we have the introduction of today's pipeline. 9.15 or so, the Suns, Monty Williams, uh, some Suns, Monty Williams discussion also around the NBA with Steve Ashburner of NBA.com. 9.30 Interactive Action at 602-260-1060. 
and also the local roundup. That'll include Littlemore and Monty Williams being fired on Saturday night, and we'll get to some Diamondbacks from the weekend. The final segment of the Sports Zone will be the National Roundup. That'll be topped by the latest line and from the scoreboard. Then after the Sports Zone from 10 to noon is the Extra Point hosted by Kayla. On to the pipeline we go. Time for today's pipeline where the host reveals the hot topics for discussion. And we start with the KDUS poll question at KDUS1060.com. And today's question is, should the Suns have fired Monty Williams? And Kayla is here and has the early returns. Yes, leading the way at 67% of the vote. No is trailing at 33%. The Suns fired Williams, who had a 628 winning percentage as their head coach. That happened officially on Saturday night, two days after the Western Conference semifinals six-game elimination by the Nuggets. Today's Twitter poll question. So the Suns have also fired President of Basketball Operations, James Jones. And Kayla, what do we have here? Yes, out in front, 81.3% of the vote, no trailing at 18.8%. This is on Twitter at KDOS AM 1060. Jones apparently is not in danger of leaving based on the Suns press release announcing Williams firing, which had Jones as the only person quoted in the uh, press release of the firing of Monty Williams. So uh, just maybe I'm just you know looking in the wrong direction there, but I would think if he was in danger of being jettisoned also, he wouldn't be quoted in the press release. In addition to the poll questions, anything, sons, past, present, or future, certainly encourage discussion today. Also on the local front, the Diamondbacks won uh, you know, three or four games. They won all three games Friday, Saturday, Sunday since we were here last against the Giants. That avoided what was looking to maybe be a bad 10-game homestand. The Diamondbacks, after Sunday's good start from Brandon Fott, rookie Brandon Fott, the Diamondbacks finished 6-4 against the Nationals, the uh, Marlins, and the Giants. Should the Diamondbacks uh, be encouraged after Brandon Fott's one-run, five-inning performance on Sunday against the Giants? Meanwhile, spanning the globe, the Celtics routed the Sixers in Game 7. Jason Tatum uh, exceeded Steph Curry's two-week record of the most points ever in a Game 7 performance with 51 points last day, yesterday afternoon. And Joel Embiid delivered the latest example of why regular season MVP awards are completely bogus. What uh, what did we actually? What should we take away? Let's put it that way. What should we take away from the Celtics' seven-game series victory against the Sixers? The Warriors were eliminated by the Lakers on Friday night. Golden State might have a different-looking uh, you know, team. You know, starting uh, with the general manager of whatever his type you know, title is, Bob Myers, the head executive of the Warriors, his contract's up. Draymond Green's got a contract situation. So should the Warriors rebuild or should they reload? John Morant apparently did not learn his lesson. The Grizzlies suspended Morant from team activities after the uh, – Franchise became aware of another social media post in which he appeared to flash a gun. What should the NBA do with John Morant? Meanwhile, the Dodgers uh, continue their regular season dominance of the Padres. Los Angeles swept the weekend series at Dodger Stadium. 
They've now won six games the last two weekends, and the Dodgers are now 28-6 and six in the last 34 regular season games against San Diego. What is wrong with the 2023 Padres, who are now 19-22 and 22 this season? Also, in addition to all these excellent questions and topics, what else caught your eye since our last show? That is the pipeline for today. We've got to all these tremendous topics and much more during today's sensational radio program. Anything else in your mind falls into the general discussion categories, whether it's from the pipeline or a sports topic on your mind, 602-260-1060, or you can tweet the show at KDUSAM1060 or twitter.com slash KDUSAM1060. Specifically, the only rules are accuracy and objectivity. If you violate those rules or if you're just simply bad, you will be the target of this. Coming up next, Corey, we'll have a news update. That'll be followed by, were the Suns justified in firing Monty Williams? Should James Jones still be uh, part of the organization? And we'll also go around the NBA. All that with Steve Ashburner from NBA.com. Once again, at the bottom of the hour, it'll be phone call time. General discussion at 602-260-1060. Plus, we'll also get to the local roundup at the bottom of the hour, top by more of the Suns firing of Monty Williams announced on Saturday night. You're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KS Lux HD2 100.7. Wall-to-wall NFL coverage and the biggest stories coming to you from 3 to 5 p.m. The Rich Eisen Show here on KDUS AM 1060 and KDUS1060.com. We're back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD2 100.7. You're home to Dan Patrick Show live Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. Should the Diamondbacks have fired Monty Williams? And should James join, uh, James Jones have joined him? Out to the KDUS hotline we go to go around the NBA. We're now joined the sports zone by Steve Ashburn of NBA.com. Steve, good to have you on the show once again. Monty Williams out after four years as the Suns head coach. Three disappointing playoff losses the last three years, starting with the finals loss to, my, uh, to Milwaukee. That was in 2021. Second round losses the last two years against the Mavericks and Nuggets, embarrassing home losses. Do you agree with the Suns firing Monty Williams? Uh, let me put it this way. I don't agree with it. I'm not surprised by it. When I saw the uh, the news come across the other night, um, it was um, it caught me by surprise, but I'm not surprised given the context of uh, what went on there, what's going on in the league, how other coaches um, get their plugs pulled. Um, so, you know, no, that part of it. On the other hand, um, I thought that there were, you know, clear issues with the Suns that could have and should have been addressed uh, maybe before you get to Monty Williams. You know, they have a new ownership, so perhaps they, they already have his replacement in mind and we're waiting for 
the right reason or at least the right excuse. Um, but, I mean, I, you know, I think Monty is a um, terrific current NBA head coach in terms of, you know, uh, working with the power dynamic of players versus coaches, um, being appropriately touchy-feely for 2023, and um, just being a stand-up guy. I mean, you know, that, that says a lot. I mean, we've all worked for companies where um, we've had, you know, truly good character and moral bosses and maybe not had that. And it makes a difference as far as I'm concerned. If you're going to approach your job like a professional, you appreciate those kinds of bosses. James Jones, you, you, roster construction, uh, something we've talked about here for a while, at least on this show. Um, you, are you surprised that he's still employed, or should he maybe have uh, you know joined Williams as uh, beating jettisoned on Saturday night? I'm not surprised by that at all, and most mostly because NBA executives, uh, GMs, and VPs of basketball operation, those type of jobs, they usually have lifespans two to three times what their coaches are. You know, you get you get to fire at least one, maybe two head coaches before it, it turns on you. I mean, I'm reminded about, you know, Ernie Grunfeld in Washington, who lasted probably 15 years uh, with a team that did next to nothing and burned through, you know, numerous head coaches. Um, Ernie's fine, a fine guy, but coaches don't have the latitude that executives have. And so I'm not, I'm not surprised that um, James Jones would – uh, would not be, you know, uh, in the line of fire, and uh, um, that's just that's just the way it is. And I, you know, I'm, I don't I don't know how you can even hope to have a properly constructed roster when you have to give up so much in in assets, current and future, to bring in a guy like Kevin Durant. I mean, you're invariably going to end up with a top heavy team, and. Um, you accept that when you make that kind of a deal. Going back to the last couple of weeks against the Nuggets, what could have or should the Suns and Williams have done differently against the Nuggets? Well, I mean, first off, be healthy and have the best possible Chris Paul, who remains at age 38. Um, you know, I thought that that was a, an obvious blow once once we heard about his groin injury. You know, I think it was hard to find anybody who would have said, well, you know, uh, Phoenix is still a superior team, you know. And, and you know, that's, a, that's one theme that has emerged with uh, coaches either being um, uh, having their, their jobs bandied about or losing their jobs is that, you know, these guys at least fight back with the truth and, and remind people, all right, how many of these series, how many of these games, how many of these situations has the team I've been coaching been favored. Now, you know, it's fair to expect um, overachievement and, you know, an underdog every so often that rises up. But by and large, I mean, and the NBA has the uh, the gambling partners that can attest to this, um, favorites win. And, and then it's just a matter of by how much. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what um, Phoenix could have done in particular, that would have flipped the series against the number one seed in the West, a, a Denver team that has improved, stayed together, had its own coach for quite a while, along with you know some core players. Um, I, I I thought that most people in my line of work were picking Denver to win that, and 
it came uh, to pass that that's what happened. So, you know, now, did we expect another bloodletting in the, in the clinching game? Like we saw the Suns uh, turn in last year against Dallas? No, absolutely not. That was, that was a bad look. Um, I don't even, uh, to me, it was inexplicable that, that they would get blown out on their home court the way they did. It, it's, um, that's embarrassing. And I get it's embarrassing for a new owner, um, Matt Ishbia. But, you know, embarrassing is one thing. Failing at your job is, is different. I don't consider Monty Williams to have failed um, in that position. I, I think that maybe he was the easiest move to make right now in the aftermath of that loss. Um, maybe they, they have a replacement in mind um, who they don't want to lose to another team that's doing a coaching search. But I think between uh, Chris Ball's future, DeAndre Ayton's future, um, ways to shore up that roster, you know, there, there are things that can be done, and, and Williams didn't seem to be the most urgent of those to me. Steve Ashburner of NBA.com, currently in the sports zone. Sticking with Williams, one more thing. Um, he's been mentioned already for a possibility for the Milwaukee head coaching opening. Uh, do you think he'd be a good fit there? It's possible. It, it depends what the players on that roster, particularly Giannis, um, thinks that they need. You know, I, I've got to think that he was at least consulted, whether he gave a thumbs up, thumbs down, or, or just backed away and said, do what you do, and I'll react to it. Um, the management there, I, I got to think that somehow he was in the loop, and I would think that he, at least, if not other players, would be in the loop for replacement. For instance, if the top assistant, Charles Lee, is wildly loved by the players, and they think, you know, yeah, give this guy the chance. He's the guy we responded to at, during halftime talks or uh, after practices or whatever it was. Then you know, then that might justify a team that you know a, a top contender like Milwaukee uh, going with a first-time head coach. By and large, you would say no. You know, they need somebody who's done that job before and gotten good results. You know, a, a Nick Nurse or a Frank Vogel, something like that. Williams, you know, similar. I mean, you know, I I don't see any reason he shouldn't be a uh, candidate for that job. Um, it, it comes down to, you know, the old NBA approach was, all right, we have a nice guy now, then we need to have a, uh, you know, a butt chewer. Or if we have a butt chewer now, now we got to have a nice guy, he's a player's friends, And it would swing like a pendulum back and forth. Other sports have done that, too. That's how Billy Martin kept getting hired. He got hired in the wake of nice guys <laughs> having the job before him. But, um, you know, I, I think the NBA is a little different now. I don't think it's so clear cut. I think all coaches have to be nice guys to a certain extent. You can't be tough as nails and survive the power that these players have when they're not in the mood to do something. The Warriors, they got eliminated on Friday night by the Lakers. Uh, the Warriors, starting with uh, front office uh, guru Bob Myers, uh, they've got decisions to make this offseason. Should the Warriors reload or rebuild? Um, I happen to think they, re they should rebuild. But, you know, that's a tougher one because when you've won as often as they have, when so many of the people that are, that are sort of on the bubble now with, with that team have produced for them in the past, you know, now you're going to make a decision on either their price tag or their age. And, and that gets a little bit trickier, and sometimes it doesn't go so well. I mean, Boston broke up, you know, the Pierce, Garnett, um, Ray Allen thing. Um, 
probably a little prematurely. But, you know, they felt that they were running on fumes, and Danny Ainge, he, he saw what happened when he was still a player, and that, that Celtics team of the uh, 80s and 90s got old, and, uh, and it, it took a while to get off the, the floor. So, um, but I think that's a little bit trickier, and I think sentiment is probably, you know, plays a bigger role when it's like, well, wait a minute. You know, I mean, Draymond's been awful good. He's the second team All-NBA this year. Um, we signed Jordan Poole to a ton of money, even though he was a big disappointment, you know, for much of the postseason. I mean, it, it, they're more complicated decisions. I mean, I, you know, Steph Curry gets to play there as long as he wants until he doesn't want. I mean, I would say Clay Thompson, same type of thing. But the price tags are huge. And with, you know, what we know of the new CBA, um, it's going to be tougher than ever for teams to overpay, even their own homegrown guys. I, I, I thought that was, uh, you know, that was a priority for uh, the CBA. At least don't punish, and I think this is a little bit the case, don't punish the teams as badly if they were savvy enough to do the drafting and, and procurement of guys before they became big money players. Um, I'm not, I don't care about the owner's pocketbook in, in Golden State. They made, you know, they made tons of money off of the team that they've had the last uh, what, eight years. But um, they care about it. You know, they're the ones that say, no, 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 we don't want to. You know, we spent our money before, but now, you know, we need to uh, to see more coming into our pockets or whatever. So, um, yeah, I, I I would opt for a rebuild. The, the the opportunity or the likelihood they're going to ride sort of this current mix any more significant success um that that to me seems highly unlikely so you know maybe they do need to just sort of uh you know stiff up her lip and uh and and take lumps all at once they you know they kind of did that when um when they had the injuries and uh you know they got james weissman with the with the number two pick in the draft he would have looked fairly helpful i think um this postseason if they hadn't given up on him and um yeah, but I guess I'd like to see the rebuild. I'm not going to play many tears for a team that's enjoyed all the success it's had. Um, they, you know, they're due for a down period. So we have Lakers and Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, who wins that series and why? Well, um, I think Denver will win because of what I said about them earlier and the continuity, the um, – just the, the, the enjoyably crafty game that, that Nikola Jokic plays. I, I like the fact that he's got a platform in this playoffs now for people that might not have appreciated him when he was playing all those those games in the mountain time zone um, and, and they didn't stay up late enough to watch or they flipped channels away from the Denver Nuggets because it's not the sexiest team. I, I just think that they are, they've done everything right to this point to um, take that next step. And, uh, you know, that, that, I, think, I think that the things they've done, you know, from the head coach right through the roster will, um, will carry them there. But, you know, I would not, I would not bet any money against LeBron James uh, sniffing a finals opportunity with, you know, maybe the best teammate he's ever had, Anthony Davis, when healthy. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's uh, – and momentum frankly, you know, with a retooled roster on the fly. Uh, they've had enough time to uh, to make this all work. They've got depth now. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, uh, 
I think it's extremely close, and, and, and I kind of expect it to go seven. The Celtics uh, eliminated the Sixers on Sunday. Um, let, let's start with the Sixers here. How should they proceed this offseason? Well, James Harden has a player option at, at a ton of money. Um, I don't know what he and his uh, reps think his alternatives are. If he can replicate that or even in multiple years uh, surpass what he'd be on the books for next year, um, then, I, then I would expect him to, to leave. Um, you know, I don't think he was happy having to dial back his individual game um, for, you know, the alleged betterment of the team when the team doesn't, you know, get beyond the same place. It always kind of stops. So um, that's one thing. I think that, that, that you know, the, the, manu- the moves they've made, I don't know how full their cupboard is to – uh, get extra pieces, but you know you saw Embiid, um, and he shouldered a lot of responsibility in his post game yesterday. But he also was, you know, responding, you know, to one question about how it's not just Harden and and himself that need to um, to improve; it's it's other guys. Well, I thought they got decent contributions from other guys. So, you know, whether that causes any sort of rift or not, I mean, that remains to be seen. Probably not. Um, once you once you pad in a a pretty long summer, a longer summer than they would have liked. But, um, and I, you know, I, I can't, um, I know all the numbers and trends and history on Doc Rivers. I've known Doc Rivers for over 40 years, and it's hard for me to uh, be 100% um, impartial on, on Rivers. Uh, he went to Marquette. I went to Marquette a couple of years before him. And, um, you know, I think he's, I think he's good for the league, if not necessarily good for the team he's coaching in the postseason in a game seven. Um, you know, he's got an ugly record that way, but he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he's got the ninth most victories of all time. I don't think he's lost a step as far as coaching. Um, and, I, and I just think, you know, some would say, well, he hasn't had all his steps. That, but that's a different argument. I just I think that uh, he's got a couple years left on his contract, and uh, with so many coaching changes going on unless someone just wants to, you know, play the, uh, the carousel and, and take someone who was working elsewhere this season. Um, you know, that's another team I don't think should be dabbling with uh, first-time head coaches. Celtics and Heat. Uh, the Heat, the first number eight seed to reach a conference final since 1999. They start the Eastern Conference final on Wednesday. What are you expecting? How do you forecast that series? I think it's going to be a um, bruising, physical kind of series. I think that's what Miami needs. I don't think they have the firepower to just um, have a shootout with with Boston. I think Boston is um, activated now, you know, closer to the team that it was last postseason. I think that that scare in Game Six against Philadelphia and the way Tatum responded, you know, to finish out that game with um, surgical scoring. And then volume scoring uh, in Game Seven yesterday, I just think that um, you know that 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 has boosted the whole team and, and confidence. I covered most of that series, and we'll be back on uh, the East Finals, and it's um, yeah, it, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I picked Celtics in six, just because I think they have greater depth. I think that they can play defense. If not as physically, they can play it 
as, as effectively. You know, we saw what, what changed for Boston when they used both Robert Williams and Al Horford up front. Mm. I don't know that they necessarily have to do that against um, Miami. It, it's helpful that when Adebayo and Kevin Love are both out there, but it might be a way to get Love off the court if they go smaller. And they might be able to get, it, get away with it against Miami in, in ways they, they weren't able to get away with it against Philadelphia. So, um, you know, playoff Jimmy, I think they've got multiple guys from Marcus Smart to Jalen Brown to Derek White who can um, make things tougher for, for him, for Miami. And I don't think with Tyler Hero still out, I don't think Miami has the, the offensive weapons to, uh, uh, to keep up. One more quick thing here. Appreciate the extra time here, Steve. Uh, away from the, the conference finals, John Morant suspended by the Grizzlies for another social media video with him apparently flashing a gun. What should the NBA do with him? My opinion, they don't listen to me, never have, but my opinion is that he needs a big-time suspension. I thought they went too light. I think it was a, you know, it was a uh, slap on the wrist. Um and, and he was back before you knew it. And, and it was as if it was an ankle sprain or something. I mean, I think, I think 25, 30, 40 games would not be out of order um, given this, you know, repeat offense. And I've seen stuff on social media. Doesn't he have a Second Amendment right? But of course he does. We all do. But this is beyond that. This is a representative, a face of the young NBA. And they just went through the mill over this with him and for him to turn around after an alleged you know quick trip to some sort of uh deprogramming um situation or or rehab you know or whatever you know for him to turn around and, and do this kind of nonsense again i mean you're posting goofball videos to a social media site you know is it worth it and he's already lost about what did I read? $39 million. If he had made an all-NBA team this year, that, that's what his contract would have escalated to as one of those supermax deals. Well, the reason he didn't make an, an all-NBA team was largely because of his behavior off the floor that, that turned this into such a uh, regrettable season for him and his team. And, and so had, you know, he just cost himself not only the 10 games that he missed in the wake of the, uh, the gun video uh, previously, but uh, all that money in in the consequences of doing that sort of stuff, and and he hasn't even touched on the most severe of consequences that could come from that sort of thing, which is him or someone else, you know, getting hurt or worse. Um, it, it's 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 insane that that well, and it, and I guess it is right insanity doing the same yeah. thing over and expecting different results. That's one definition. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it screamed he didn't learn a lesson from what had transpired before. And whatever defenders he might have had where, well, he's immature, he's young, he's learning, he's in his free time, blah, blah, blah. You can't go through the being called to the principal's office with, with Adam Silver in New York and turn around and do it again after Silver's been relatively lenient in the in the first penalty. So I would expect something far more severe that would take them almost to the midpoint of, of next season. But you know that'll be on that'll be on Silver and, and Joe Dumars uh, primarily. And then you know the NBA players union might have an opinion on it and, and push in the other direction. So we'll see. 
Steve, always good talking to you. I appreciate it. Have fun with uh, the the Heat and the Celtics series. You got it, Bob. All right. Talk to you down the road. All right, we will. Steve Ashburner, NBA.com. Mark Catalum. I did not know that. Uh, Mark Catalum, Steve Ashburner, NBA.com. Read all his stuff. And obviously, as we mentioned, the upcoming Heat and, and, uh, and Celtics series. All right, next segment. Phone call time if you want to get in, 602-260-1060. I went along with Steve in that segment. We had a lot to cover, and he was tremendous as usual. So uh, it's a little shorter segment than usual, but we do have some phone call time. Try to do this, uh, some local roundup in the next segment. You're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Castlex HD 2 100.7. sports topics weekly right here on KDUS AM 1060 with me the Doug Gottlieb show 1 3 p.m. It's time for today's local roundup. Welcome back to the sports zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Castle Lux HD 2 100.7. In addition to local roundup it is phone call time 602-260-1060. We might get a little round, uh, local roundup here lately. We'll have much more on Monty Williams firing and the Diamondbacks weekend during the extra point hosted by Kayla, which starts at the top of this hour and goes from 10 to noon. But first up, let's get to the phone lines. Matt in Phoenix. Hi, Matt. Bob, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, good series for the Diamondbacks. I was a little worried after Thursday night that this homestand was going to go completely off the rails. Um, right. Obviously, have some confidence in Gallon on Friday night. He was he was pretty terrific again, um, but wasn't overly uh, it, it, you know excited about the prospects of the Saturday and Sunday night matchups. And um, good to see them get some wins. Uh, I don't really think the Giants are very good, so um, I do have some pause for Brandon Font. Uh, but it was somewhat encouraging. I, I do want to see a little more though. I agree with that. I mean, uh, he, he kept the ball in the park a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, Conforto obviously hit the one home run, and it looks like he might have been might be figuring it out a little bit. If you're in a fantasy league, I'm guessing he's either on the waiver wire or would not exactly cost you a lot to trade for. So you want to maybe buy low on him. Uh, that's you know totally separate to the topic here. Uh, but uh, you know, I thought it was okay. Um, you know, six and four in that home stand. Yeah, any I guess any homestand that you have a winning record is good, but you know they played sure. three bad teams. And the good news yeah. is they have you know, a road trip to Oakland, which I'm not exaggerating here. I think Oakland is the worst team in baseball this century, and wow, also okay. they and they play at Pittsburgh uh, this upcoming weekend, and they've won. Uh, they've they've lost 11 of their last 13 games after the unexpected yeah. hot start. I do know they face Mitch Keller, who's been tremendous. So, yeah, I don't um, know what's going on with that. I'm, <laughs> I'd give it up on him like a, two years ago, but he's been good lately. Yeah, he's been really good. I, I thought the uh, Blue Jays Braves series was interesting. Um, I'm starting to wonder if the Braves injuries are going to Absolutely. cost well, them. Well, they get 
Yeah. Well, they have a triple-A pitching staff right now. Yeah. Uh, and it, um, and it looks like Escobar, you know, it looked like uh, Iglesias, he, there's no way he's he's you know, healthy. Correct. Not a chance. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, between the closer and, you know, 60% of their rotation, which was, you know, you know, you know Soroka isn't back yet. And, I, you know, Freed and Wright are going to miss several weeks, and yes, that's probably conservatively speaking, they're going to miss several weeks. Uh, so, you know, they're a mess right now. And that was, a, by the way, a horribly played series by two teams that are supposedly good. Yeah, I, I just wonder if there's anybody in the East good enough to make a move to run them down. So, um, I'd say I'd say the, the Mets, Phillies but, would be okay. – well, I'm staying. It's, 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 sorry, Matt, but it's a two-team no, race in the East. If it's, a, if it's a two-team race, but it's yeah. Atlanta because they've come back to the pack because of the pitching situation – and I actually think Philadelphia might be pretty good. They've gone through a okay. lot here the first month of the season. Their pitching staff didn't look great to start the uh, you know start True. the season, but you know the two studs have gotten better and Suarez means a lot to that uh, lot of that lot, lot to that team. He didn't pitch at all until what, 2 weeks ago. So, you know, throw all that together, I think that uh, the Phillies could be okay. Concerned with Alvarado going on the DL? Yeah, that's not a good thing. They do have a bunch of arms. I'm not sure who's particularly good in the bullpen, but uh, they do have alternatives there. And I'm kind of excited for this Dodgers twin series. I know that's odd to say, yeah. especially in mid-May, but I, I kind of think it might be a little litmus test for the twins. Your thoughts uh, where that's concerned? Yeah, I don't know if they can score. I know this stupid to say that after they got 100 runs yesterday against the Cubs, but yeah, I just wonder about the Minnesota offense and whether okay. they can do much of anything. The Dodgers have obviously gotten it together here. They've also gotten yep. healthier, especially with their pitching staff. And, uh, you know, they look like they're, you know, I don't think they're quite the Dodgers that they've been in the last, you know, you know 10 years, but uh, they're far better than I think a lot of people, including myself, thought like a couple weeks ago. Their run prevention machine, uh, as I like to refer it to, uh, as I, it's pretty amazing what they do. So um, I got to give them credit. I, I can't stand them, but uh, nothing but respect for that organization. I, I know I bashed them last year for their defense, and I it actually did hurt them a little bit when they lost in the playoffs to San Diego. But you know their Agreed. defensive their defensive metrics, which I think are. I think defensive metrics are the most misleading metrics thing in sports, quite frankly, because it does, well. doesn't, at least to me, it doesn't even come close to matching the eye test sometimes. But in this case, I'm kind of on board because you know, they've got, uh, you know, Vargas hasn't been as good at second base. Um, third base has been kind of a disaster for a while because I didn't think Turner was a very good third baseman defensively the last couple years he was there. And, uh, yeah, as good as Muncie is hitting the ball this year, he's not a good third baseman. So, yeah, that's a for a team that has some ground ball pitchers, that's not the best thing. Absolutely. Appreciate it as always, Bob. Take care. Okay, good stuff. Appreciate it, Matt. Always good to talk to you. All right, we will come back and wrap up the sports zone uh, with the national roundup in the next segment. The Diamondbacks, uh, as Matt mentioned, they end up winning uh, three out of four in that series against the Giants, the Dodgers. Uh, not quite running away with it in the uh, in the West now, but there are three games ahead of the Diamondbacks in the loss column. The Padres are just a mess right now. They're 18 and 22. 
Uh, they've lost seven of their last ten games. They lost two out of three over. They lost two out of three last week and two weekends ago against the Dodgers, and then got swept by the Dodgers this past weekend. Bob Melvin lost his mind, which is a rarity. Uh, he's usually a pretty even keel guy, and he uh, publicly criticized his team. Padres are definitely a mess right now. Next segment, some national roundup to wrap up the sports zone. Hey, Phoenix, Doug Gottlieb here. I'm bringing the best sports talk weekdays to you, 1 to 3 p.m., right here on KDUS AM 1060. It's time for today's National Roundup. Welcome back to the final segment of today's Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KS Lux HD 2 100.7. From the NBA postseason scoreboard, we'll center in on yesterday. The uh, Celtics uh, finished off the Sixers, Jason Tatum. After uh, you know, struggling in previous games, especially in the first quarter, Tatum yesterday was amazing, 51 points. He broke Steph Curry's two-week record for the most points ever in a Game 7 in NBA history. The Celtics eliminated the Sixers 112-88. Uh, he uh, Yesterday, remember two games ago, uh, in Game 6, Tatum missed his 14 of his first 15 field goal attempts and then you know, bailed them out by basically bailing himself out and bailed the, six, the Celtics out by making three threes down the stretch. Yesterday, he had uh, 25 points in the uh, third quarter. The third quarter was the key here. You know, Boston outscored Philadelphia 33-10 to in that quarter. In fact, this, uh, the Sixers, 10 points, tied for the fewest ever in any Game 7, in any quarter in a Game 7 since the shot clock era. Bogus NBA MVP Joel Embiid, 15 points on 5 of 18 shooting. ASU alum James, uh, alum James Harden, also bad. He finished with 9 points on 3 of 11 shooting, also had 5 turnovers in the game. So, on to the conference finals we go. Tomorrow night, it's Lakers at Denver, Game 1. And uh, Denver opened a 4.5-point favorite. They're up to 5.5-point favorites in most worldwide locations. Total uh, open 222.5. That's pretty much what it sits right now. As far as uh, Wednesday night, the Eastern Conference finale begins. Miami against Boston. And uh, the Celtics open an eight-point favorite. A game in Boston, game number one, as uh, the number uh, two-seed Celtics against the number eight-seeded Heat here. Uh, The uh, Celtics opened eight. They're down to seven and a half. Total is uh, sitting at 210 in most locations worldwide. Meanwhile, as far as the series price goes, uh, the Nuggets minus 140 consensus favorites to win that Western Conference final against the Lakers. A little bit from MLB yesterday. The Padres lost again to the Dodgers. Mookie uh, Mookie Betts hit a two-run homer, and uh, they helped the Dodgers complete a three-game sweep of the Padres. Los Angeles has now won five straight. They've also won 13 of the last 15. The Padres win 4-0 yesterday. Uh, The Padres scored – this is amazing. The Padres have now scored three runs or fewer in 18 of their 41 games this season – including all three over the weekend against the Dodgers. And in case you missed the introduction of today's show in the pipeline, 
The Padres are now 6-28 in their last 34 regular season games against the Dodgers. Also, the Padres, if you go back to last May, so since June 1st, excuse me, of 2022, the Padres are one game under 500 in regular season games. Also, the Rays lost another starting pitcher to injury. Uh, Last Friday, it was announced that uh, Drew Rasmussen, uh, who actually on Thursday night pits seven shutout innings and dominant innings against the Yankees. Rasmussen goes to the 60-day injured list with a forearm injury. He uh, he's, he's had two Tommy John surgeries, by the way, already in his career. Tonight, the Diamondbacks are at Oakland. Uh, Merrill Kelly goes for the Diamondbacks in tonight's game. And uh, the Diamondbacks and Kelly, a 2-10 favorite on the road. A 2-10 road favorite, which is another example of how bad the Oakland A's are in that game tonight. Total in that game, 9. All right, stay tuned. The next two hours, it's the Extra Point, hosted by Kayla. We'll have more on the Suns firing of Marty Williams and more on the Diamondbacks from the weekend. More phone call time also, 602-260-1060. Thanks for listening. from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD.